wonder if you could turn on your Bibles, please, to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Can you all see? Wonderful. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And I wonder if we could read this together. It's been Thanksgiving this week. Who had a wonderful Thanksgiving? You're supposed to all raise your hands because your family may be watching. So I'm just, don't lie. But we had a wonderful, we had two. We hosted one and sort of, yeah, it was a busy week. But Thanksgiving is a wonderful time. And uh, I trust you had a, a good time. And every year I speak on Thanksgiving, the giving of thanks. And it is not something that I think is fully understood uh, uh, in, in the body of Christ because the practice of giving thanks is so important, um, is so, so important, and it skips over a lot of us. And at about 10 years ago, the Lord started to really speak to me about this and point out some things in the practice of giving thanks. And he started to open my heart and show me some things that truly I can say changed my world, changed my life, you know. And I want to share some of that today. I share it almost every year to some degree in a similar way. So let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And uh, we're going to look at this. It says here, can we read this together? Rejoice always. Can Can we read it together? Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, pause not for everything. In everything means God doesn't author everything that you, when tragedy, trauma, that's not from the Lord. But you can find a way, even in that, to find a way to give thanks for it because it'll actually bring a sanctifying work in that situation. Hello. Let's, let's try again. Sorry, my iPad is, uh, is, is shutting off. My children have been playing with it. So it shuts off every 30 seconds. It's very interesting. So rejoice always, pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold what is fast. Abstain from every form of evil. Interesting. People ask me, or young people especially, you know, what is the will of God for my life? And um, I say, you know, pray without ceasing in everything, give thanks and rejoice always. And I think, you know, do I, should I be a doctor? Should I be a politician? Should I be a, a, going to IT? That's great. And when you do that, in everything, give thanks, pray without ceasing and rejoice always. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for us. In Christ Jesus means for those who are saved. So, wonder if you could, Repeat one more thing after me. Can you do that? Can we all on the count of three say thank you? One, two, three. Thank you. Ha. So now I know you know how to do that. Now I know that you know how to say thank you. So now we're going to look at how to do that. All right. So um, I was driving along the road. Now what are we going to do today? We're going to attempt to... I'm going to speak, what is the time, for hopefully 20 minutes, short. Some of you don't believe me. I'm going to do my best. Then what we'd like to do is, this week, the Lord just put it on my heart for it to be a week of partnership, meaning not just me and not just the team, actually all of us. And already, we didn't plan that in the worship, but I already see it coming out. We used to, when we were smaller, you can do this when you're 50, 60 people. We used to have people come up, and publicly give thanks. And we want to open the mic today 
and all the A-type personalities are going, that's very dangerous. You are correct. It's, it is very dangerous for some reasons, but we're going to attempt this as a family, and I'll give some boundaries on how we're going to do it late, later. But I'd like to speak for 20 minutes, and then we're going to open the mic and give opportunities for you to come up and actually publicly give thanks. Because there is something that happens when you do that. Yeah? So we're going to do a little bit of a teaching. We're going to go into Scripture. We're going to move fast. We're going to look at things like in Leviticus. Oh, boy. And we're going to put on a learning cap for a couple minutes. And then we're going to actually do it. Yeah? Then we're going to do it. Instead of okay, information, 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 go home. Yeah, that was great. No, we're going to do it together. All right, so. Alrighty. So God, for some reason, codified, I want us to think about this. He codified the practice of thanksgiving, teaching his people to say thank you in the law, in the Old Testament, and in lifestyle. So, the question that I have in my mind when the Lord started to speak to me about this 10 years ago is why did God deem it so important to teach a society, to teach his people as his children to simply say thank you? So much so that he made it a sacrifice. There's a sacrifice of thanksgiving which we'll get into. And then under David, he actually, David expanded it from, the, from the, sacri the sacrifice of thanksgiving, which is a type of peace offering. David expanded it into worship. Why? Why? Because sometimes we don't understand when we do this or when we do X or when we do Y. God says, listen, I don't want you to do that. And we sometimes think, well, he's just, you know, he doesn't want me to do fun things. Or he's a, you know, he just wants rules. It's not like that. When we take an action, when we do something, when we confess something, when we do something, it has a, a, a corresponding result in a realm that we can see. We have to understand that God is spirit, the Bible says. And we, we are spirits, actually, housed in a body with a soul. This is what the Bible teaches. So he says, when you do something, so he gave them the law which I know is fulfilled in Christ, I understand that, because he needs us to understand. We look back at the Old Testament to learn. He needs us to understand. Don't do that. Why? Because I just want you to be perfect. No, because when you do that, this happens that you can't see, and that's not going to be good for you. Every parent knows this to be true. Don't do that. I want to. Well, you can't, but I want to. Don't run off the edge of the cliff, but I want to. You can't. Oh, my mom's no fun. No, she knows better than you. She knows what will happen. So God saw fit of all the things that he could put in the law to codify, to put it in the law. You must learn to say thank you. Why? Because what does he know that we don't? What happens there that we don't see? It's very interesting. And then David expands it and actually employs people. He literally appointed 1 Chronicles 16.4. You can throw it up behind me. It says, David, under David, under King David, he appointed Levites, some to commemorate, which means to record, some to thank, and some to give praise. 
So David, separate to the sacrificial system, separate to that, he, when King David came into power, he literally appointed full-time paid people like to thank. That's what it says with musical expression, just to thank. Ima imagine that. We, we think, well, it's Old Testament. No, imagine it. Imagine you're at a party, and I, I said this before. It's actually always funny to me. Imagine you're at a party, and you're like, Hi, you know, you're standing in a group. It's awkward, new people. What do you do? I'm in IT. What do you do? I'm a doctor. What do you do? I'm a thanker. What do you mean? Oh, I thank. Uh, what do you mean? What? Yeah, I thank. I'm, I'm professional at thanking. What does that mean? Well, I go and I stand before God and I thank Him for Him and for what He's done. And I bring our thanks to Him. Really? Yep, all day. And you know what? David employed, literally paid, not a few, thousands upon thousands of people to do that all day, every day. Huh. Maybe they knew something that we didn't. There's only two people in the Bible that had this longing, this desire to build God a physical place on the earth. One was David, one was Moses. And David established, obviously it was built through Solomon, but David established the temple and Mo Moses gave the sacrificial system for sin and the tabernacle. And both of them appointed people to thank one was codified in the law, which we're going to look at, and one through musical expression. It's very interesting. What happened? Well, under David, Israel rose to its greatest height in history to date. And that had a big part to play with. Thousands upon thousands of people that just every day, what do you do? I'm a thanker. I mean, it's weird. Go read in 1 Chronicles 16 verse 4. It literally shows you that. So, I want to encourage you today to appoint yourself to be a thanker. Because the Lord knows that whatever you focus on grows. That's the wisdom of God. It's true of truth, and it's true of the Lord focusing on Him, and it's true of problems too. Whatever you fill your mind with, whatever you, whatever you focus on fills your awareness and sometimes will dictate your future. It doesn't mean stick your head in the sand and ignore problems, no. But learn what it means, learn the power of what it means to partnership with God in being thankful, in being grateful. So, can we, can we look at this together? I am uh, struggling a bit with my iPad, but you guys have grace for me, right? So, I can't go into teaching on this, but if we could just quickly look at it. Go to Leviticus chapter 7, please. Leviticus chapter 7. In Leviticus chapter 7, it says that, you know what, can you guys give me a second to try and fix this thing with my iPad? Um, I wish someone knew how to uh, make it stop shutting off. I would love you to fix it. Like it keeps, yeah, there we go, never. Thank you. All right. So we're not going to lock it. Thank you, Jesus, for that wonderful person. If it doesn't work, Adriel, you know we're going to have words. So, in the Old Testament, thank you for your grace. It's just distracting, and sometimes you just need to deal with it. In the Old Testament, there were five main types of offerings. But let's go read uh, Leviticus chapter 7. 
and uh, then we'll get into that. Leviticus 7, this is the law of the sacrifice of peace offerings, which he shall offer to the Lord. If he offers it for a thanksgiving, then he shall offer with the sacrifice of thanksgiving unleavened bread mixed with oil, unleavened wafers anointed with oil, or cakes of blended flour mixed with oil. Besides the cakes, as he's offering, he shall offer leavened bread with the sacrifice of thanksgiving of his peace offering. People are going, whew, this is a lot. And from, and from it he shall offer one cake from each offering as a heave offering to the Lord. It shall belong to the priest who sprinkles the blood of the peace offering. The flesh of the sacrifice of his peace offering for thanksgiving shall be eaten the same day it is offered. He shall not leave any of it till morning. Now, if you're like me, when I used to read that, I used to be like, that's a lot of stuff that I don't know anything about. Okay, we're not going to do a teaching on offerings right now, but very quickly, there were five main types. The, the, the whole sacrificial system, if you study it, I have done some study on it quite a bit, but it's, it can be complicated, but we don't need to know all of that right now. There are five main types of offerings. I'll throw it up before, before you. Burnt offering, grain offering, a peace offering. Now, of the peace offering, there were m multiple types of peace offerings. And all of these, Jesus fulfilled every single one. In the cross of Christ, he fulfilled the burnt offering, the grain offering, the peace offering, the sin offering, the trespass offering. Those last two were absolutely required. The other three and some parts of them were called free will offerings. It's clear in the Bible. He said, you don't have to, but if you freely of your own will, you can bring this offering. And it had to do with intimacy. It had to do with closeness. It had to do with fellowship. It had to do with the voice of the Lord. It had to do with multiple things and restoring something that you know has been separated. So they would have to bring, in every one of these, they'd have to bring, you know, an animal and there had to be blood and there had to be a priest. It's the whole sacrificial system. But... Of the peace offering, there's very specific things about a peace offering. Now, Jesus Christ is our peace offering, which we'll get into very briefly. But of the, it's not working, Andrew, but I forgive you. I forgive you. Of this peace offering, um, peace offerings, it'll come up behind us, were times of feasting, talking, singing, and enjoying salvation as the great gift from God. It was brought so they would bring an animal and then the priest would be there at the entrance of the tabernacle, and they would actually, part, it's the only one, that they would participate in the sacrifice of the part of the animal. The, the person, not just the priest, would touch the animal and lay their hands on the animal, and they would do, it's a whole process, which is always just the priesthood. But in the peace offering, the person would participate, and they would get involved in everything, in all the offering, in all that was happening. Then it is also the only offering where the priest the high priest and God, because what would happen is all the offerings would be burnt on the, on the altar, right? And that smoke and that stuff and all the, the animals and the grain and everything they burnt would be called in the Bible, you'll remember the saying, a sweet aroma to the Lord, right? We've all heard that. It would go up to the Lord as a sweet aroma. And it's like, I'm offering this to you. It costs me something, but I'm offering it to you. Now, there were two that required, sin offering and trespass offering. Like, had to. If you couldn't do that, they would actually separate you. You would die. It was kind of a big deal. But the other three were free will offerings. Do you want to know me? Do you want to come closer? Of your own free will. And those offerings are called sweet savor offerings. Meaning, you don't have to, but it'll do you good. You don't have to, 
but it'll really do you good. And it'll bring closeness here. And of those three main sweet savor offerings, one of them was the peace offering. And it is the only offering where the priest, the high priest, the person involved, and all that person's family and whoever that invite, those people invited got to celebrate as a festive meal. Most of what they would bring to offer, actually God would give back to them. And they would celebrate and have this major beautiful meal. And it was festive and they would have some drink and they would have some dancing and enjoyment because of their peace offering, recognizing God and us, we're at peace. We're at peace, him and I. The Bible says in Romans 5 that thanks be to God, we have peace with Christ. So, Leviticus chapter 7. So, I, let's read this. Uh, peace offerings were at times of feasting, talking, singing, enjoying salvation as the great gift from God. It was brought as an acknowledgement of God's deliverance or blessing bestowed as an answer to prayer. The uniqueness of this offering is that certain parts were burnt on the altar, providing a sweet-smelling aroma to God, but the rest was given back to the petitioner. That is, the one who offered it got most of it back. This was the believer's way of participating in the blessings of the fellowship or the communion with God and the community via a shared ceremony and a meal. So, of the peace offerings, you have three different types, but one of them is thanksgiving. I want to talk to you very briefly about the Thanksgiving offering. Very, very important. And we read it in Leviticus 7. Can we read it one more time, Leviticus 7? Are you guys with me? Sorry, I've got a lot going on up here, sweating and the iPad, and God is fine. God is happy. Leviticus 7. This is the law of the sacrifice of the peace offering, which he shall offer to the Lord. If he offers it for a Thanksgiving, he shall offer it with the sacrifice of Thanksgiving, unleavened cakes, mixed with oil, unleavened wafers anointed with oil, or bakes of blended flour with oil. Beside the cakes, as he's offering, he shall offer leavened bread with the sacrifice of thanksgiving of his peace offering to the Lord. So you're seeing it's a type of peace offering, which is a bigger section of offerings, but of that type, it's now a thanksgiving offering. And it contained three different types of unleavened bread, one type of leavened bread, obviously an animal, yeah, it contained that. They had to eat all of it, and uh, they had to share it with others, which we'll get into. So, I want to talk to you very briefly about the practice of giving thanks. Because often people know that it's good to say thank you, but it doesn't mean we actually practice it. The practice of giving thanks, number one, is essential for the peace of God. So, I'm going to go through this really fast. Essential for the peace of God. Leviticus 3 will tell us that Christ was our peace offering. And you'll see that in Colossians 1 and Ephesians 2. I won't go into it for the sake of time, but he was our peace offering. He fulfilled the peace offering for us. In fact, in Ephesians 2, it says, he himself is our peace. Okay. But more than that, the application of the peace of God. So we can know, we can be saved. This is where it gets practical and be like, yeah, I'm at peace with God because of the blood of Jesus. He died on the cross. I'm at peace with him. This is wonderful. We can know that Christ was our peace offering. We can know that we have peace with God through Jesus. But that doesn't mean that we can, we're living in the experience of the peace of God in my heart. Yeah? Yeah. Why? It actually has to do with this. 
what I'm talking about. Giving thanks. The application of the peace of God that we have access to is literally connected to my actual practice, my discipline of giving thanks. Huh. So, you know, you see a person, how come they're always in peace? They've developed something as a lifestyle. We teach our children to say thank you before they ever feel thankful. Is it just my children? Every parent knows like you give them something, say thank you, uh, thank you. It's like just check the box. Why do we do that? We know they're not thankful. Yeah, to enforce it. It's by teaching them to say thank you that later in life they will have thankfulness. It's by teaching them to say thank you, they develop gratitude. But in that moment, there's not a lot of thankfulness. You know, you hold it. Here we go, son. You know, you've cried, sweated, worked, earned. Here you go. Off they go. What do you say? Thank you. Man, that was just from the heart. No, it really wasn't. The Lord is the same with us. He codified it in the law and in praise to say, say thank you. Because it does something in us that we don't always understand. And it does something in the spiritual realm, actually, over our life. The Bible teaches us that our inner peace of mind, I'm going to read this twice, our inner peace of mind, the deep peace we have in our heart, despite the circumstances. The Bible teaches us that our inner peace of mind is connected more to our practice of giving thanks than it is connected to our circumstances. The Bible teaches us that our inner peace of mind is connected, is linked to us actually doing it, to saying thank you, even when we don't feel like it, to praising even when we don't like it, to finding that in everything give thanks, but there's nothing that I'm finding in the circumstance that I'm thankful for. In everything give thanks, find something, give thanks. Why? That is literally connected to the seat of peace in my emotions, in my heart, and in my mind. This is what the Bible teaches. I don't have time to take you through it. I wish I did. We could do a six-week series on that one statement. What does Philippians 4 say? Be anxious for nothing. A lot of anxiety. I said it before. 80, I think it was 70, I can't remember, 70-something percent of Americans right now. Every American. I mean, seven out of ten of the people in this room are living with extreme anxiety levels of all the stuff that's going on. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. What happens? And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, I don't always understand it, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. <laughs> in everything, give thanks. Don't be anxious. In everything, give thanks. And the peace of God will guard your heart and mind, your heart, feelings, your emotions, your heart, your inner man, and your mind, like a, like a bouncer. Sorry, that's the best example I can think of. Like a security guard. They stand at the entrance of your mind. They stand at the entrance of, their heart and you, of your heart, and they lies come, and things come that are going to do us harm, and they go, actually, you can't come in here. 
It literally is like a guard. It guards you. It's not always intense. I have to pray and think about it. It actually starts to happen automatically. It's like trying to run a business and, and be the security guard at the same time. A lot of Christians try to live like that. I worship, then I warfare. I worship, then I warfare. I worship. Hello? The Lord is saying, listen, when you say thank you, if you just understand the power of giving thanks, it will become like an employee in your emotions and in your mind. Like an, You have an employer now who will stand there and guard you and give you the experience of ongoing peace. <laughs> How? By giving thanks. We think, surely, sure, isn't there some great spiritual secret or key that we have to be some guru? No, no. Say thank you. Just say thank you. You cannot actually say thanks. Thank you to a person, to God, to anyone, if it's genuine, without humility and honor. Because you're recognizing, I needed you. You didn't have to do that for me. Don't be anxious. What about this, Colossians 3? Let the peace of God rule in your heart. To That word rule is the word umpire. That's the security God. Let the peace of God rule in your heart to which you were called in one body. And then he tells you how and be thankful. Oh, be thankful. The peace of God ruling in your heart, you were called how? As one body. So that means there's a corporate expression. This is Paul speaking, an expert in the Jewish law. So when he talks about thanksgiving, he's thinking back. Oh, sacrificial system. Listen, guys, God codified it in the law for a reason. David codified it in worship for a reason. Listen, as a body, you are called to give public expression of thanks. And it will become a, it will begin to rule the peace of God over an entire congregation. That everybody who comes into that place and joins that church and comes in, their life starts to be at peace. Is this in the Bible? Yeah. How? Be thankful. Say thank you. That's why complaining is like food to the demonic. It grows it in your life. When we complain, it just grows that thing. Whatever you focus on will grow in your awareness. Giving thanks. Thanksgiving is essential for God. You know, to, to guard your heart is essential for peace. I'm, I'm not going to teach on this now. You know the phrase giving thanks in the New Testament almost every time? You know what the Greek word is? What do the Catholic people call communion? Eucharist, right? You've heard of Eucharist means communion? Well, the word communion in the New Testament is actually koinonia. It means fellowship. But the phrase to give thanks, thanksgiving, giving thanks, all through the New Testament is the term Eucharistia. God has given us different ways to practically give thanks. Indeed, through communion. He says, and what does Jesus say? You don't have to do it. Oh, it sounds familiar. You don't have to, but it'll do you good. It's not forced, but it'll do you good. Much like the Old Testament. You don't have to, 
Eucharistia. Do it often in remembrance of me, and it will bring life to you. That's what he said in John 6. You don't have to, but it'll do you good. It'll bring you intimacy. It'll open your ears to his voice. It'll bring the literal, the, the vitality and the spirit and the life of God into your heart. How? By saying thank you with a deed. By saying thank you in your speech. By saying thank you in your praise. That's what he's given us. In word, in deed, and in praise in the New Testament. Say thank you. So, I'm hoping this is helpful. I won't teach on the next part. I'll just read it. The practice of thanksgiving is essential for peace. It also honors God. Psalm 50, those who sacrifice thank offerings to me means it costs you to sacrifice. It costs you. In a moment, we're going to do it. It's going to cost you maybe your reputation if you're nervous and shy. That's okay. That's okay. We're family. Those who sacrifice thank offerings honor me. Plain black and white English. Those who sacrifice thank offerings honor me. You know, what does honor have to do with your future? Honor your mother and father, and it will go well with you. Honor is linked to your future. I want to honor the Lord. I could even do it selfishly. If it's from the heart, I can honor God with all my heart. It's just smart. It has to be real, but you'll find what it does. You start to secure your future through honor. I was going to teach on all that stuff, that fancy, cool stuff through Leviticus 7, which I know you're all so sad about. No, go into all the depth of Leviticus 7 and let us have a little nap. But I won't, uh, I won't do that today. Just want to say that thanksgiving honors God. And lastly, this is a fascinating verse, and we'll do it. 1 Timothy 4, verse 1 to 5. Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrine of demons speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with hot iron, forbidding to marry, commanding to abstain from food, which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. How's this? Verse 4, for every creature of God is good. That is quoting Genesis 1, 29 and Genesis 31. God said, it is good. His creation, it is good. And he said, and I've given it to you for food. So he says, for every creature of God is good, and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and by prayer. Very quickly, what is Paul saying here? He's saying, so there was meat that was being offered to idols, and people were eating that meat. It had been cursed by pagan gods. It had been cursed. If they ate it, it would bring them sickness or death. It was kind of like a big deal. And Paul says, listen, you don't understand. To give thanks... To, give, to say thank you is so powerful. This is what he says. It is sanctified by the word of God and a prayer. How? If it is received with thanksgiving. He said, know that God made that. God made that meat. God made that. It's his creation. Now it's been twisted and corrupted by the enemy. So take it, confess over it what he said about his creation, not what they said about it. And that sanctifies that. It means it takes it from common use and puts it into holy use. It's what they used to do in the temple in the Old Testament. They would sanctify something from common use to holy use. It takes it out of the devil. Hello, I'm just going to be blunt. It took it out of the demonic's hands. There's a demon attached to it. There's a spirit attached to it. There's a curse attached to it. He says, if you want to cleanse it, give thanks for it. Speak over it what God said about that thing. 
not what the enemy has now twisted and corrupted and cursed. Speak over it, what God said about it. And when you speak over God's creation, what he says about it, it takes it out of the devil's hand that was going to do me harm and puts it into God's hand. Now it's going to nourish my body. So powerful, so practical. We've whittled it down to, thank you, Lord, for this food. Amen. Oh, we miss it. We miss it. Take something that the enemy wants to use for harm, take it out of God's hands, and, and take it out of the devil's hands, put it in God's hands. God, this you said this was good. I thank you for it. In the grateful heart and the expression of thankfulness, it takes it out of the enemy's hands. Now, if this is true of food, which God created, what about people? Did God not make people? Uh-huh. That's why when people come at you in your face, you can react. I do sometimes. I'm normal. Or you can give thanks for that person. Lord, I know this one that you've made. And I know how the enemy has twisted and corrupted them. I know what happened to them, Lord. Or maybe something happened to them. I don't know. The enemy has a part to play in this person's heart. But God, I give you thanks for them. taking it out of the enemy's hands, put it into the Lord's hands. Now they're going to do me good. So, I know that was a lot very quickly. We're going to go a little late today. To give thanks. (laughs) To give thanks. It says in Psalm 107, Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. I want to ask you, all of you, to form a line. You don't, not every person, whoever would like to. We're going to start forming a line here. For the next, say, 15 minutes, I'm going to open the mic. We used to do this when we were smaller. Come, come on, Marina. We used to do this when we were smaller. And it, it always can be dangerous. All right, it can be. And we've had it where one person just kind of took the whole time. And I didn't mean to preach so long, that's, I didn't, but I, we have to have some understanding. We corporately, as a body, are called to give thanks. And it's good to be excellent, and it's good to be professional, but to break out of consumer Christianity, to break out of comments that we actually have sometimes have to do something together, real life. So, I'm going to ask you, if you want to say thank you, it could be, please don't bring a gripe, please don't bring a complaint. Understand you're actually interrupting a sacrifice of thanksgiving to the Lord that we are called to corporately. If you want to say thanks to God, sometimes some of you may have just been saved and you've never publicly said, I give thanks to God that I know him. Maybe it's a healing, maybe it's a testimony. Could we line up here? I'm going to ask you to be 30 seconds. Sometimes, some of you, if you're a talker like me, you're going to be like, but I need to give the context. Then it really has, that, that's great. This is an offering to the Lord. We, we can't know all the context. Can we do this? You guys think we can do it? All right. Marina, why don't you come up here? Okay. You want to stand down there? You can stand down there if you want. If you would like to say thanks for something, corporately, publicly, the Bible says to give thanks in the assembly of the saints. 
Just saying thank you to God for what he's done in my life, in my journey recently to go to Cyprus to see a home that was taken from my father and has just been deemed historically preserved. They found Mesopotamian coins around the home. And with me came my brother, who's a non-believer and Christian. Him can testify to this precious man and him seeing God move in a profound way. And I thank you, Lord Jesus. So I'm thankful for spiritual freedom and provision. At the men's conference, Don led a powerful time of prayer where we put our arms out like we were holding logs and called out things that we God revealed that we were carrying. And he said to me, spiritual, or excuse me, financial security. And I've been carrying this anxiety. I'm in sales. We're going to a slow time of the year. Had a lot of expenses this year. And I didn't realize that I was carrying this. And so I just confessed that to the Lord. And as I did that, literally my palms got sweaty and then cold as it evaporated. And I'll let you decide what that was. But um, burden was gone. And the next day, Monday morning, go to work and feeling great, very positive about it. And uh, sit in a stoplight, check my email. There was an email from a customer working for months. Didn't know if I was going to get it. He was going to go with us. Um, it's the largest sale in the history of our company in 30 years by 2x. And it more than replaces two months of sales for me. And on top of that, a bunch of other stuff came in that week to where that was just now extra. And so he'd replace, he'd give him back the stuff that I felt like I didn't have. So just thankful and give God all the glory for it. Good morning. My name is Constantine Reyes, or Cosas for short. I just want to thank God for his goodness, for his healing and uh, restoration in my life. There are some strongholds and some past sins I was struggling with, and they led to some pain and agony, physically and psychological torment. And I turned to God, and I sought him, and I got prayer, and I had prayer in the name of Jesus by my family and other people, and I saw supernatural healing. I experienced it. It was amazing, and I'm thankful that he's working, and he's powerful, and he's moving. So I just, everyone... Uh, I just thank God, and in the name of Jesus, give him the glory. Amen. Good morning. I'm Jessica Rose Bray. Um, I want to first thank God for coming to me in my darkest hour. Uh, he used Melinda as a vehicle for that. Thank you, Melinda, for coming to me. Thank you, Tommy, for reaching out to me. I want to thank my granddaddy, Ken, who's passed away for being the mother and father that I've always needed. My mother, Lori, who's passed away for teaching me how to be a mother. My children for their unconditional love, support, and protection. Loudoun County Sheriff's Department for getting me straight. Um, all of my friends and family that have and will continue to support me. God for all of his blessings, both past, present, and future. Jesus for saving me, all of my friends and family, and lastly, the love of my life and one of my very best friends. His name is Dalton. Dalton has, in the last few weeks, sent me all of his friends to love um, and shared a lot of his life with me. Um, and without him, I would be so lost right now. But um, thank you to everyone in the church for being so welcoming. And your name is? It's nice to meet you, Clay. Bless you. And thank you for being so welcoming. 
this church is great, and I, I do consider it my home now. So, and thank you to everyone. Thank you so much. Hi, my name is Alyssa. I just wanted uh, to thank God for the consistent, uh, constant, persistent love that He has provided uh, for myself and for other people um, that are very close to me. And for the fact that if somebody accepts uh, Jesus into their heart, it never leaves them. No matter how far they veer away, you can always, it's in there. Um, and it's nice. And I thank God to, that he brings that to the surface. Thank you. Thank you. You see a little bit of emotion. Because when you give thanks, it establishes something that maybe you've never said out loud. It actually establishes it in your soul. The Bible says that. It establishes it. So powerful. Thank you. Hello, my name is Clinici Lengosi. I I cry when I'm grateful, so you'll forgive me. I just want to say thank you that I am standing here today with people. I am from uh, South Africa. I came in the country and I had been isolated forever. And today is my first day in exactly eight years in a congregation. <laughs> so I'm grateful. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, God. And thank you, Jesus. And thank you, Melinda and Elizabeth and Angela. Thank you. Hi, everybody. I'm Kathy, and I just want to give thanks for our church because the Lord has been speaking particularly to my heart for, I mean, years, three years or more. So, and I am just starting to see more and more and more what God is doing through us, what God will continue to do. And it's just so great. I'm so grateful to be a part of this and to be here. Um, I just want to thank God for my, um, or our Monday night life group with the young adults. Um, it came at a time that was like super needed. Um, I'd say we all really wanted fellowship with people around our age group. Um, and it's just been amazing fellowship time with them. And um, we also get to like hang out with Cornerstone kids and PHC kids as well. And it's just been really great to like hang out with fellow young adults and fellowship and love the Lord. So, yeah. Hi, um, my name is Emma. I'm new here, not just to this church, but to my faith. Um, I'm here to thank the Mogensen family. Um, they are the ones that led me to this place, and um, I work for Mark Mogensen. I I run his cabinet business, if you know me. Um, and someone came into our business one day and had the audacity to ask me to give my life to the Lord. And um, I said, I'd really have to see something. I'd really have to feel something. I'd really have to experience something to really turn my life over. And the next day was September 3rd, and I came here. 
and Pastor Clayton's father put his hands on my shoulders. And my life was changed forever. And um, a couple of weeks later, Mark's father baptized me in the Potomac River. <laughs> and um, I'll never be the same. And that's thanks to God, and that's thanks to this place. So thank you, everyone. That's wonderful. Can I share something to embarrass you just a little bit, just for fun? We've, we laugh about this. First time she ever came here, didn't experience church, the Lord, had no concept of it. And I, I just, we were, I prayed for her, and I gave her a couple words of knowledge about her life. She left, and she says to Mark, this made me laugh, I didn't know your pastor was a clairvoyant. And I just, it was awesome. That was funny. That was awesome. Uh, I just want to thank God for my son. About I don't know, four or five months ago, he was born, and there was uh, there were some challenges. So it was like day by day, we were praying for his life, praying for God to just answer. He answered so many prayers. Um, I just felt God tell me, like putting things on a list as he was just going down them. So I thank God for his goodness for, for my son. And I thank God for the community he put me in. It was something where Katie here in the, uh, sorry, Katie, to call you out, but he was born, he came so quickly, uh, and we needed to bring him to the NICU. And uh, I called up Katie, and uh, she just said, you need me? At about 3 o'clock, <laughs> 3 o'clock in the morning, she came over, and it was just one of those day-by-day God was praying. People around were going, God, we need you. And people were just rising up around us. And I'm just so, so grateful. So thank you. And thank you, God. Good morning, everyone. I'm, I'm uh, Marshall Adair. My thankfulness ties directly with this young man. Or old man. I don't know. Man. Um, my thankfulness, uh, by, by show of hands, how many fathers are in this place tonight? I'm not a father. All right. My thankfulness is tied directly to my capability of still being able to hear my father pray for me. To hear him in his bedroom travailing over his family, bleeding the blood over us day in and day out, I can hear it like it's in my head right now. So I want to say thank you for that and encourage you. Your boy will hear your prayers. My name is Deborah. I think maybe everybody knows me. I don't know. <laughs> now you know. I'm so thankful for uh, his presence over my life, over my family. I thank the Lord for everything that he's doing suddenly, like, poof, like, and he's just um, doing great things. Um, I thank the Lord for my husband, my two boys, for this church. We've been here for almost two years, and uh, the Lord has been so good, so good. And I really thank the Lord for everything he's doing and for each one of you that it's part of what he's doing. Amen. And my birthday today. Happy birthday. 
So uh, it's 11.35. If anybody would like to leave, you're welcome. Don't be offended. And uh, we're going to go for another, maybe we'll cap it at the end. We'll just go for another four or five minutes. Thanks. My name is Tara Green, and I am thankful for God's faithfulness, even when I'm not faithful and other people aren't faithful. He's always faithful. I thank you that he's a God of do-overs and do-overs and do-overs. I thank you, God, that you are in me and you're around me. And I thank God that he loves me, even though I've never felt that. But I know it's coming. And I thank my husband for being my husband. Hi, my name is Jace. Um, me and my wife, Jessica, has been coming here for about a year. And, and I really don't know any of you guys. Um, and I would like to know you all more. But uh, I, just, I just feel this on my heart that I want to give thanks for you all. Uh, you all are very precious possessions to the Lord. My wife last night had a dream of, of many, many, many gold coins. And uh, you are the gold coin that God rejoiced over when you were found. I just thank him for you. My name is Connie, and some of you know me, and it's really weird right now because what's happening to me is I feel tremendously nervous, and the people that know me know that I can talk to a tree. So, <laughs> but I'm nervous because I've always been in a place where I've shared, like, my wounds. And so I've, like, walked around and said, oh, you know, I grew up, and I didn't, I didn't, I, ha I knew a lot of abuse. So that's my story. My, before Christ, I knew a lot of abuse, all ways of abuse. But, um, and so if, when I came to the Lord, I didn't know what to do with that. So I walked around and talked to everyone about my wounds and, um, it, trust me, it was exhausting for myself. I just didn't know how to get out of it. I think it was two years ago. I was sitting here and you walked up to me and said, how are you? And within like two minutes, no lie, Clayton said, you haven't like, you still haven't accepted your place like in the body of Christ. Like you haven't accepted your place as a daughter of, of God. And um, it just hit me like a ton of bricks, but in the best way I was overwhelmed. And so after that began a journey where now I'm able to talk about the scars, the healing and um, the Lord has done so much. I mean, and I'd love to say like, I'm nobody special, but now I understand that I really am that he died for all of us, <laughs> but, and, and, he, and he also died for me specifically. It used to be in my head, I used to say to myself, you know, this is, I'm not even going to say it because I can feel the Holy Spirit prodding me not to say this in case anyone's thinking it, but I'm just going to speak the truth of it. Jesus died for everybody and he died specifically for you and, to, and, and for me. And so the thing is, I could sit here and I could tell you about the migraines that went away. I could tell you about the immense amount of control that I used to have in my life to just try to keep, you know, everything in the air all the time and all of that going away. And, and God bless you for the ministry that you have here of living free. Anyone who's struggling with some kind of stronghold, I encourage you to go there. And, and I also feel prodding right now not to like take all the time. So I'm just going to say at this last minute here that um, Jesus loves you. And in this place, there's not one, but there's many people with many stories. So if your eyes meet someone for a second, a little longer than you might feel comfortable, maybe instead of walking away, what you're supposed to do is walk toward them and introduce yourself. And things just open up here. 
Um, the Lord has favor on this church, Clayton, and I just thank him for that as well. So for my salvation, for an understanding of reconciliation that just grows deeper and deeper in my life, thank you, Lord. And just for these people here, beautiful people, loving church, and thank you so much, Clayton, and, and, and all the elders here. Hi, I'm Joelle, and I just wanted to come up and thank many of you and thank God that my health has improved so much from last year. Many of you prayed for me. I'm not in constant pain. I can be out again. And I'm just, you know, when your health is taken away and you're just so desperate and you don't have your health to depend on, all you can do is depend on the Lord. And it just takes you to such a deeper place with Him. And whenever you're not sure what to be thankful for, just you can thank God for the most simple things that you can see, that you can hear. So many things, so many people, you know, in the world suffer from different ailments. So can thank God for that and and I just appreciate all of you and your prayers. Thank you. Can I pray for you? you stretch out your hand real quick. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray healing. Jesus, you made a payment for this. And you've given us authority to command healing through her body by the stripes of Jesus. Not even her faith is by the stripes of Jesus. Could you guys be like 12 seconds each? Thanks. Okay. Hi, everybody. I'm Allison. I don't know. I don't know everybody. But um, last year at this time, I had no job, no place to live, and no car. So in a year, now, like three months, God gave me a car, a job here, and a place to live. So this is, she is the reason I'm here. Um, Joel asked me to come in December uh, to this church, told me about it, and I came and I was like, I feel at home here. And a lot of the things that God's blessed me with and showed that he's faithful is because of obedience to her. And uh, just her, even in her dark time, she was asking me to come here and like, she was still reaching out. So just thank the Lord that God brings people into our lives and he's faithful. Okay. God aligns you with the right people. <laughs> I just want to give thanks to the Lord for a new family, all of you. When we come to the, you know, from a different country, sometimes we we try to keep our into our same same groups, same same culture. But we come here, we have to become part of the culture here too, and we forget about that. And uh, yeah, we forget about that. We serve ourselves, but I thank you for the American people. For you, for the church, for our pastor, and I just talked to from my wife because she, she really felt the love of God in here, and with a new friendship, a new community, and really touched her heart. And I thank the Lord for that. And I just want to say that. Thank you. Amen. Hey, my name is Dina. Um, really, I have ten seconds. Ten. Okay. So first. Thank you. I just want to say I love you and 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 you. I mean, like insane love. It's amazing. Um, I just drove back from the lake this morning and I had to just come and just be here. And what I think I'm most thankful for is, well, living free. Just get in there. That's all I'm going to say about that. You need to get your butt in there. Okay. 
um, I'm going back for more. No, but I think what I'm most, most, most grateful for is I never, ever, I grew up like six years old, found Jesus, a little time away, came back, but I never knew he would, he was this close. You guys, I didn't know. I mean, he's like right here. He's closer than your breath. He is right here. So I'm just so grateful. I've only been here since May and I'm at 10 seconds. So just love. Okay. I'm Teresa. Um, gosh, the love of the Lord that he has imparted to me this year has been mind blowing. Um, like Dina said, uh, and he had me birth a ministry in January that isn't a ministry. It's a family and the sisters and the family and the love that we have for one another and seeing the body move and work and him move and work through us just has blown my mind. Um, and then he's done a profound healing in my heart and set me free from things that I've been battling for 30 years and restored my marriage because of my freedom and what has happened. And so I just am so thankful to God. I'm thankful for this place that gives freedom for this and Clayton for you that hosts Holy Spirit and are willing to sing the same song for 40 minutes and, and, and literally lead us through, I mean, that's our wheelhouse. That's okay. Um, for me, um, but to lead us through and disciple us into how to make those declarations and stand and apply our worship and our praise in our lives. So thank you. I'm Charlotte and I just want to publicly give the Lord thanks for upholding my family and me by his word of power through over a decade of difficult and debilitating illness and I want to express my gratitude to the Lord for the first fruits of uh, true healing in family, in relationships, in mind, body, and spirit. I'm Tori. I've been here three and a half years, and I'm just thankful for the ride, y'all. I have been on this ride, and it's been amazing. I, it's been great, and I'm so thankful that God dropped me here, and um Gosh, for what's coming. It's going to be great. So I'm thankful. I am thankful for the breakthrough that is coming through this public declaration. I am thankful for my mother. I'm thankful for my father. I'm thankful for the healing that is about to take place in my I am thankful for the healing that God has already done in my life, and I am thankful for the healing that he is about to do. And I receive it in Jesus' name. My name's Anita, and first and foremost, I give God praise and thanksgiving for sending Jesus, dying on the cross, taking the stripes and healing us because in him is the only freedom and with that will come joy everlasting. And I thank you, Clay, and this church. I'm going to ask Todd to, to close. I know we went longer, but I mean, I feel fine about it, so Again, I look forward to emails. Um, you know, 
we could go around. It just shows you how active God is in each person's life. This is also how you get to know him. This is what, can I just say, Jewish Israelites, they grew up with this. And we say, oh, we want community. This. Hello? The good, the bad, and the ugly. So you can you can come too, Kev. So I just wonder if we could, sorry, it was just a joke. I wonder if we could just open your hands. I'm going to just thank God for something, and then I'm going to ask Todd to close for us. I want to publicly, all of us together, if possible, to thank God for his presence here. God, you have, you have blessed this place with your presence. It is not our doing. But I thank you for your presence in this house that my parents started here. I honor them today in your sight, Lord, for what they started with nothing. And we honor you for your goodness to this body, your presence that marks us as a church. We bless you, Jesus. And we say thank you. Todd, can you close for us? With our hands still up and open. In Jesus' name. As a leadership, as believers, we release over you the love of the Father, the presence of the Father, the goodness of the Father in Jesus' name right now. Come, Holy Spirit, rest on every soul in this building. We pray for more. We pray for more. We pray for more of you. Lord, you are the lifter of our heads. I pray you lift our heads to see your face all day, every day. In Jesus' name, amen.